Hail, you nostalgic closers. Welcome to 90210 Here We Go, the podcast that takes a look at each episode of the Beverly Hills 90210 franchise from Fox to the CW. One of us is a 9021 expert, and the other is a 9021 novice. I'm Kendra Mickles, and I'm seeing these episodes for the first time. I'm Nick Gunning, and I've seen them all. You can find more about this show and others like it at our network's website, RadioMeanwhile.com. Share your thoughts on this and upcoming episodes by following us on Twitter at HereWeGoPod, and please rate, subscribe, and share the show wherever you get your podcasts. This week, we're covering episode 4.2, The Girl from New York City. New York. That's... Not how people from New that's York That's all you talk. got? No. <laughs> no. That was it. That's how people, that's, this stuff's made in New York City. <laughs> like, it was more like that kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah. It really makes sense. <laughs> all right, let's crack open the West Beverly Blaze. I'm an investigative reporter for the West Beverly newspaper. So we can get a new newspaper. We have to. Yeah, that's what we got to keep doing. It's the only game in town. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, all right, so... September, uh, around September 15th, 1993. Movie-wise, we have, on the 17th, The Age of Innocence, directed by Scorsese, starring Daniel Day-Lewis, Michelle Pfeiffer, and Winona Ryder. I love Uh, Michelle Pfeiffer. I I just recently watched this, like, maybe a month or two ago. What's your hot take? Uh, I liked it. I mean, I I always loved Daniel Day-Lewis. Sure. I felt like the ending didn't give me quite what i wanted but it's a good story mm-hmm. uh, and you know well acted it's a great cast so. yes tv wise on the 16th we have the premiere of fraser one Maybe of my I hear the blues are calling top five top five shows for sure yes but you have to come clean about the fact that you won't watch cheers that's true well i tried watching cheers i just couldn't get into it yeah i probably okay. just need to keep going you do you gotta power to, through it yeah power through although i like it right from the beginning but yeah well well frazier see- is one of my favorite shows of all time i love that i know show. i've asked you this before but did you get far enough to see frazier I don't think I really only think I watched a couple episodes. Yeah. The first season of Cheers is exclusively set in the bar. And that was sort of their original vision for it. So you don't get any like exteriors, nothing. It's just the bar. Mm -hmm. It's not till season two when you first see like Diane's apartment or something. But maybe once it starts going out in the world, you get a little more into it. Yeah, maybe. I'll give it a shot one day, I'm sure. Pretty much everybody who's a main character on Frasier was also on Cheers as a different character. (laughs) So you can look out for that. Okay, cool. Um, All right. And on the 18th, I know last time I said Sonic the Hedgehog. So I don't know if this is a different Sonic the Hedgehog. Weirdly, there were two Sonic the Hedgehog series. And both of them, Sonic was voiced by Jaleel White, who was Steve Urkel from Family Matters. One of them was like a serious, gritty, like Dr. Robotnik's trying to take over the world and Sonic and like freedom fighters are trying to stop him. And the other one, there's like these two goofy robots chasing him. And he's like, oh, no, I fell down and pooped my pants. <laughs> so maybe this was the goofy one. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know but, there, but there were two that were like right together. Well, here it is. I guess. <laughs> uh, we also have Tales from the Crypt Keeper, which I never watched um and cadillacs and dinosaurs oh yes based on the graphic novel of the same name which i i mentioned because my husband eric uh loves it loves the show i I got him a collection of the comics uh for his birthday or something um nick he said we didn't give enough attention to jurassic park so when when we mentioned that it came out oh he was like you just breezed right by it all right Jurassic Park came out. 
I know. I was like, we talked about it. We said it was great. He's done so many podcasts about Jurassic Park (laughs) at this point. I don't want to hear it. It is Dinovember. My library is currently celebrating Dinovember as we record this. So your timing on Cadillacs and Dinosaurs is just right. Okay, perfect. Yeah. All right. And music-wise... the the top ones stay the same, but I wanted to mention that I'd do anything for love, but I won't do that by mm. Meatloaf debuted. Sure. Uh, it debuted at number 68. It will eventually get to number one, and it yeah. hit number one in like 28 countries. Wow. It, Good I song. mean, yeah, it just like took over. So yeah. it takes a while for it to get to number one, but um, yeah, but it will get there. So every time I hear that song, I think of a commercial that had that song where it was like the guy will do anything for his girlfriend. He'll like, you know, rubber feet. He'll go buy her some pads at the grocery store, but he won't share his Dr. Pepper. Mm, understood. Yeah, that makes sense. I just tried. Do you like Dr. Pepper? You don't. I mean, I know you know. I, well, I don't drink soda anymore, but I, I, know loved, you don't. I loved Dr. Pepper. I I rarely drink it, but uh, I the other day I tried the new Dr Pepper cream soda. It was pretty good. Really? It was pretty good. <sighs> I yeah, miss, I miss soda every day of my, my life. <laughs> you don't allow. You don't allow every once in a while specials, I, holidays, no, no, and all no. your It really. Uh, I just like I used to have a headache every single day of my life, yeah, and right. now I. I mean, I still have headaches. I'm prone to them, but it's way less. And I well, just can't go back. I can't I go applaud, back. I applaud your healthy living. <laughs> well, I wouldn't say healthy living. I'd say a sodaless life. But okay, <laughs> <laughs> that's true because you're drinking like quadruple sweet tea. <laughs> yeah, so it's not... I'm back in the south, so I am yeah. drinking a lot of sweet tea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's not exactly healthy. Yeah. All right, Today's... take us beyond the zip code. I will. In this this little factoid. Con- comes from a past podcast guest, Hillary Gunning, who most recently joined us on the Buffy the Vampire Slayer Halloween episode. She wanted me to mention this little crossover factoid here that we didn't talk about in that episode. Torrance High School, which is located in Torrance, California, zip code 90501, was used for West Beverly Hills High in both the Fox and CW years of 90210. So we'll see this building throughout the series. They always come up with some reason to see the high school again. And we'll see it again on the regular when we get to the CW years. But... It also served as Sunnydale High School in the television series Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Wow. This, yeah. school, this school gets a lot of play. It does. And I remember when, when Hillary and I, because as, as longtime listeners will remember, I watched the show when it was on. And then my wife and I watched the show when we were first married. So, you know, almost 15 years ago at this point. But when we were watching it, Hillary kept being like, wait, that's, that's Sunnydale. We're in Sunnydale. So <laughs> it didn't come up in the Halloween episode because we weren't talking about the school, but. She wanted, she wanted to make sure our listeners were aware. So here yes. you go. All right. That's a good factoid. It is. Nick, neither of us put the synopsis in here. Oh, I'm sorry. All right. Do you, do you usually write it do yourself? I do. I do. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Okay. I That's why I didn't put it in. I couldn't <laughs> find a good one. <laughs> well, that's... That is why I write them because every time <laughs> every time I read them, they're they're just so stupid that yeah. I, I want All them right. to be All right. Why don't you freestyle us a synopsis, Let's Nick? Let's summarize it on the fly. Well, we see Brenda in Minnesota not getting along super great with Darla and her old friends. Meanwhile, back in Beverly Hills, Steve and Brandon are starting to get a little bit of that rivalry coming back, and we're seeing some sparks fly between Brandon and Jill. But how 
how high will those sparks fly? That's the question that you have to ask yourself. That was the most Goldblum way that you could All- <laughs> have said that sentence. <laughs> also, Dylan's back. And we learn a little bit about what transpired between Dylan and Kelly over there in France. Yes. And Donna is still hiding from her mother that David is yes. living in their house. You that's, know, the, this, that's the big plot points. This beach house here that we're seeing, uh, some of these things like stay for the rest of the uh, of the series. And that like cow skin, you know what I mean? That chair. Oh, that yeah. Stuff yeah. That looks like a cow. That as soon as I saw that, I was like the cow chair because I remember <laughs> that so well because it's like always there. But I feel anyway, like at one point I had a cow chair. Okay. But now I can't remember, but I have a memory of having a cow chair. I don't know. Well, I like to think you did. Yeah. Shall we see who's living in Beverly Hills? Please. Today's episode was directed by Jeff Melman, written by regular writers Steve Wasserman and Jessica Klein. As was last week's episode, this one is included in Mel Gildan's novelization, College Bound. And if you have a copy of it, hang on to it, baby, because it's impossible to find online. Impossible. (laughs) Impossible. I just just looked while we were gearing up to record this. eBay has one that's $100. That's it. I even emailed Mel Gildan himself. It was like, Mel, please tell me you have an extra copy of this one. And he's like, I don't. So <laughs> it's lost to the ages, I guess. That's crazy. But when, is, we're, when it, we can go back into stores, we'll have to like go to thrift stores and bookstores and like rifle. Well, there we are find. some, you know, you can, anybody can search worldcat.org, fun fact, and it'll tell you uh, which libraries across the world really hold what items. And I looked in WorldCat, and several do have it. So I could request it during normal times, but during the pandemic, no interlibrary loans. So oh. I will read it someday and report back. But these episodes, and I think the next one maybe, um, they're the last that are novelized in the U.S. So after this, College Bound, no more Mel Gilden novelizations. And the rest of them were never put in, in English. They're just in, like, German. Huh. So. Yeah, it's weird. All right. Weird. Recurring players Jennifer Lundy, Joey Tata, and Catherine Cannon returned as Celeste, Nat, and Felice Martin. And I'm going to stop saying Joey Tata for the season because he's always there. All right. So so just put a pin in that and just assume Nat's just assume around there. he's there, yeah. Getting like in Jim the personal space of teens. This is the final appearance of Robia Scott as Jill Fleming and the final appearance of Wendy Benson Landis as Darla Hansen, Brenda's childhood chum and so long farewell off vita zane goodbye we have michael mcdermott as the other dylan and <laughs> this is his only on-screen credit hmm. just this huh. he played minnesota dylan in one episode of <laughs> he he stuck Beverly his toe Island. into the pool yeah. of acting and he was like not for me this is why you don't want to peak too soon you know <laughs> now he's telling his kids yeah i played dylan in beverly hills 90210 <laughs> that's all he needs technically yeah technically so, he did yeah Call him a liar. Prove him wrong. (laughs) Okay, we have Martha Victoria Romo as Brigitte. This is her only credit outside of one appearance on the sitcom Nurses. Hmm. Nurses was like a spinoff of a spinoff of a spinoff. There was the Golden Girls, which spun off Golden Palace, of course, and it spun off Empty Nest. Empty Nest was about a doctor, and Nurses was a spinoff about nurses who worked in that doctor's hospitals. And sometimes... (laughs) plot lines would weave through Golden Girls, Empty Nest, and Nurses. And you'd have like a whole block. They were on at the same time? Yeah, they were like back to back to back. Yeah. Wow. Golden Golden Girls is the 
gift that keeps on giving, I, I know, guess. It's the happy days of its time. Golden Palace, the one where where uh, uh, Beatrice Arthur leaves and the rest of them open up a hotel, that was after. Mm. That was after. Gotcha. Golden Girls End. But nobody liked it. I liked it, but nobody else did. We have Rachel True as Jan Meyer. This is her final of two appearances. She is best known for the role of Mona Thorne in Half and Half, and she also appeared in two, not one, but two Sharknado movies with one Ian Ziering. Sharknado, when are we doing it, Nick? I, I, dear, I've seen the first one. Have you? I haven't seen another. There's also Zombie Tidal Wave. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we have to start thinking about the, the Christmas the Christmas uh, special we're going to do this year after very, what was it, very Merry Daughter of the Bride or something like that that we did last year. Do you remember that? The Luke no, Perry. I remember the movie, is, but is that what it was called? I can't remember. I can't remember either. Okay. Well, Ian Searing has some Christmas gold out there. Yeah. So, you know. <laughs> All right. I'm down. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, should we get into the episode? Let's do it. All right. The girl from New York City. We start uh, at in Minnesota at college, and uh, Brenda's given a little voiceover. I guess she's writing like a letter or something. I was terrified that this was going to be a voiceover episode. I know. I was can't too. Do it. Yeah. They just can't do it. And I I feel like they had her record this first one, and they were like, cut it, cut it, cut it, <laughs> because it's just this first one. It doesn't even capstone it. It's very weird. Yeah. Uh, it's like really rainy. She's just, you know, she's not having a good time, not enjoying the weather. I don't know what she thought it was going to be like. I mean, she grew up in Minnesota. She knows, she knows what their fall is like. So, uh, her roommate comes in and I wrote, why, why does Darla always dress like Gil? Is this like how people in Minnesota dress? (laughs) I know. I know. I, I clock that too. Yeah, she really does. She looks they, like an assistant manager at a TJ Maxx or something. then it's they not... make fun of her for like not dressing preppy. So is it like a Minnesota thing to dress preppy? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't think so. That seems backwards to me, but. I don't know. I don't, but I don't, she, yeah. she specifically in this, she's wearing like a blue button up shirt with khaki pants. And I was like, it's Gil. Uh, (laughs) she doesn't look great either Brenda's like you look great and I'm like no she does not that's a terrible outfit (laughs) so disagree Brenda Brenda is just like "Uh, I guess it didn't take me long to get used to the good life and Darla's like well you weren't really one of them yeah which I don't know Brenda's kind of offended by that but she Darla says she has a date and uh, the date comes in and we learned his name is Dylan Dylan yeah um, and so begins the saga of of Darla and Dylan just like having sex every hour of every day. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. Okay. Next scene is on the tennis court. Uh, Brandon and Jill are playing versus Steve and Celeste. And Brandon now, would and you Steve. Say this is the first of twenty five tennis matches. I in would. This yes. Episode? Yes. Oh my god! It's gosh. important that we see this, all the tennis matches. This was more tennis match than plot. I thought I was watching <laughs> Wimbledon. <laughs> well, Brandon and Steve are really just like hitting it as hard as they can to each other. Yeah. And uh, you know the girls are a little annoyed by that, but Steve and Celeste end up the winners, much to Brandon's yep. sh- chagrin. At the Walsh house, Cindy is just like sadly walking around Brenda's room and being like, oh, she's gone. And uh, talk, they Jim comes in. They talk about memories of Brenda and how she didn't cry at preschool. Yeah. And yeah, it made me think if of me I because was, yeah. I 
according to the lore of my family, my mom brought me to preschool and I was just like, see ya. <laughs> and I just like ran off and she was like crying and I was like, get out of here, mom. <laughs> <laughs> it's Kendra time. I'm ready. <laughs> Listen, if I was Jim in this situation, after he turned like he turned his whole career upside down, turned down a raise that doubled his salary, all because Brenda specifically was desperate not to move back to Minnesota. If she the following year was just like, I'm going to move back to Minnesota by myself and it's going to cost you a ton of money because it's out of state tuition, baby, I would be livid. I would be so angry. And it's like not even addressed. It's insane. It is insane. Yeah, you're right. That's pretty crazy. But you know what? I think maybe they knew as we knew that she's not staying in Minnesota. So. Yeah, it could be. Could be. Um. So then they proceed to get real steamy on Brenda's bed. Yes. So and I have, I have a poll. I have a poll that we need to put out for uh, listeners and watchers of the show. Did Jim and Cindy do it on Brenda's bed? I... I say they did. Absolutely. Do you say yes? Absolutely. Because okay, I they think did. they definitely did. The way things were headed, that didn't seem like, all right, let's just adjourn to the master bedroom. <laughs> that was a right here, right now situation. Brenda's bed. Ugh. Brenda's gross. bed. Gross. Cindy, Cindy, by the way, wearing an all like watermelon colored outfit. <laughs> oh, well. yeah, she was. So, she was. A weird like watermelon colored romper. Yeah. At the beach house, Steve uh, wins. They're playing gin, and he wins at that as well. Yes. Uh, Celeste and Jill are off kite flying, and Steve is looking in at her, them and saying that he's always, like, every fantasy he had, Jill was in it, and yeah. he regrets not sleeping with her. And Sure. Uh, even though they were only 13, I guess, when they were, you know, when he was having these fantasies. But uh, then he, like, starts... Uh, picking on Brandon because Brandon hasn't slept with her yet. And he's like, why haven't you like, you need to make your move. Mm -hmm. Then he says that he could beat, he, he can beat Brandon at pretty much everything except hockey and grades. (laughs) (laughs) The big two. (laughs) And, uh, and so then they have a race to the water to see who can get there first. At Kelly, Donna, and David's house. They're cleaning up, moving in, unpacking uh, the house. Like, Donna's cleaning the fridge. It's really gross. Felice still thinks... Felice is there, and she still thinks that David is living in a frat house. Um, And she's, like, ordering David around, like, having him move, like, oh, a little this way. No, a little... No, let's move this over there. Yeah. Um, Just kind of bossing him around. There's a funny line where she's... I forget why she says it, but she says better safe than sorry. And he says, yeah, that's what Donna says. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And Felice is very relieved that David will be living close by. A phone call away just in case they need him. It's a weird development that the Martins are moving to Houston for the year. Yeah. Isn't that kind of just a random thing? Yeah, it feels out of the blue. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Back at the beach... Um, I just wrote the city. I guess she's going oh, back yeah. to. Oh, she caught. She keeps calling it the city. The city. Yeah. yeah. And he's like, why did? Why does? Yeah. He's like, why does everyone from New York just call it the city? What's um, the deal? With- <laughs> uh, he's like, you should transfer here, but she doesn't want to, and he says that he's gonna miss her, and then uh, they start kissing, but Jill is wanting to take things slow. What did she say? She's like, let's take the. 
freeway before we take the expressway or yeah, I don't something know, like that something like that. some new york like, talk yeah she doesn't uh, she doesn't want to start something she can't finish yeah. and brandon says that he's a good closer and then they make out <laughs> yeah it's a good so. line then the doorbell rings and it's dylan Yay! he's back baby um i laugh when i think about last episode with corbin watching for the I first know. time we get to the whole episode and he's like well who's this <laughs> when dylan shows up at the end that's hilarious that's the funniest response to dylan i've ever seen <laughs> but i love this dylan entrance this them being like ah! like doing a high five yeah. or whatever doing that yeah so funny that's it- that's in the opening credits for a long time that's like that is another one that's seared into my mind so it was fun to see yeah though i still hate brandon's hair oh yeah yeah, I don't know. It's not my favorite. Not good. Better than mullet, but... True, true. Um, So they're all in the kitchen, and there's just, like, so much food. I've never seen that much food. I thought they were at an old country buffet. I know. <laughs> it was so More much food. food. than anyone and, could eat. Uh, Dylan is, like, eyeing up Jill and is like, good job, Brandon. Yeah. yeah. You you got a good one. Yeah. Um, And then they make a joke about... Uh, there's going to be plenty of girls in college and Celeste is like, Oh, don't tell Steve that you're not lasting the whole time, Celeste. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I also wrote funny Dylan Brandon moment. I think they just had a lot of funny things this, here. Yeah, I don't know what they did. Lot. There was a lot of funny stuff there and a lot of funny. Uh, yeah. Yeah. They're, they're like uh, Dil- Dylan, Dylan says something like, Oh, don't worry about it. You know, we never do. And Brandon's like, yeah, we never do. And they're like, he's like, I just said that. No, I just said that. Yeah. <laughs> Very funny. It was funny. And then he asks about Brenda and Dylan's like, oh, not Dylan. Brandon's like, well, so far so good. And like hard cut to college. Yeah. And she's just like, oh, this is where she's sitting outside her dorm room because her yeah. her roommate hung the thing on the door to mean that yeah. she's in there having sex. So the she's sex just yeah. sitting outside in the hallway listening to them sadly <laughs> yeah it's too much also i was a little apparently minnesota starts college like way sooner than california I know. well is she brenda's, there for like brenda's like studying for finals while everybody else is like <laughs> college starts in a few weeks well in this uh in this episode i think they're signing up for classes so i don't that, know if that, she's just there right she's just there early for some reason I yeah, because Brenda didn't get any drama classes, and I'm yeah. just like, I don't understand. I don't understand how this works. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Okay, so then we go to another tennis match. Yeah. This, this time, Brandon and Jill win. I really like Jill's tennis outfit. It's like the purple. I liked all, purple I liked all with, of the tennis outfits. Yeah. Well, I specifically liked hers. Um. So they're they the girls want to be done but brandon and steve are like one more game and get them to to play one more game as soon as it's sort of like brandon and jill is a thing all of brandon's dialogue is just like oh hold on babe sweetheart yeah. good job yeah good job sugar like everything he says is yeah. like is like that did we <laughs> skip over dylan talking about kelly or is that later oh you know what i guess he does mention kelly it's in the kitchen yeah where they talk a little bit about how uh kelly has said that everything's fine which is a weird yeah. when you find out like what stage their relationship is actually at. It's weird that Kelly has told everyone that they're fine. I think it, it's very Dylan, Kelly, though. Well, I guess. Yeah. But Dylan's pretty much like, yeah, things aren't going so great. Is this where we have the flashback or is this later? Later. We actually see what happens. Yes. Okay, that's yeah, Dylan later. just says Dylan just says things aren't copacetic, that they got on each other's nerves. Yeah. Yes. 
Okay, next scene is at the Peach Pit. Andrea, once again, having not much to do, is no. sitting at the Peach Pit and she's injecting, a, a putting a needle in an orange. She's practicing yeah. because her grandma's diabetic and has to get injections. So right. she's just like practicing. And then her and Nat have this whole conversation about how he was supposed to be a medic, but he also couldn't do needles. And so then he be he started working in the galley and they like get up really close in each other's right face. in each other's grill yes they do yeah it was weird yeah uh dylan comes in and he and andrea have a nice hello and then andrea's like how do you like kelly's apartment and he's like oh does she have an apartment like he just has no idea he doesn't know anything yeah yeah then she asked him about berkeley and he's like oh i didn't get in <laughs> and uh then he, he asks her about yale and she's like wow <laughs> <laughs> everything about this conversation was incorrect. <laughs> I want to know what, I mean, I know that the Gabrielle Cartier's had a five-year deal because I think they all had a five-year deal, but I just feel like at this point, write Andrea out. Yeah. It's not that I don't like her or, or the character. I just think they have not been able to find something to do with her. And these last two episodes have just been like, why? Why? Just let her go to Yale. Just let her go to Yale. You know, like let the character have a good ending, but whatever. Whatever. Uh, okay, so Kelly and Donna are next. They're just, like, driving in the car. And um, Kelly really thinks that Donna needs to tell her mom about David. But yeah. she's like, no, lying is the only way. She'll make me move out. We're going to keep lying. They pull up to the peach pit and see Dylan's Porsche. And Kelly is like, I'm not going in there. Like, you don't know what he did to me. And so they drive off, and this is where we get the flashback where um, we see before them we in get Paris. Into that, yeah. Before we get into that, can I say, I think that this uh, this external peach pit shot is kind of a new location. I don't think we've really seen that before. Yeah, I think you're right. Like, we've seen little bits. Like, I remember the episode with Kyle where, where he was, like, getting roughed up or whatever, like, way behind the peach pit. Or when, when uh, the Burt Reynolds fan club lady, like, steals Brandon's car. We kind of get the impression of... Um, it was a different angle. Yes, this was like we've seen it like the one where Brenda is held at gunpoint and Brandon's out back and stuff like we've seen sort of a dark back alley peach pit. But this uh, being outside of the peach pit thing is a location that you see a lot throughout the show. And I think this is the first time we really like see this new version of it. So nice. Good catch. Fun fact. Yeah. Thank you. So we get a flashback of them in right. Paris and Dylan is. He's really mopey because he didn't get into Berkeley. And she's just like bored out of her mind. She wants yeah. to go to Paris. And he's like, go to Paris if you want to go. Did you Have fun. find it super weird that they're doing Paris again? Yes. I was like, can we go somewhere else? I know. Just We've like, already I'd done thought, Paris. Yeah. I mean, just be in like Italy or something. You know what I mean? Just yeah. be in like, just, just replace that with Rome. Because, yeah, we've done Paris. It's weird to do it again. Yeah. I thought so, too. All right. Um, so she does go to Paris, and then we see she comes back, and she walks in the cafe, and he is being all flirty with he, Brigitte. Oh, my gosh. And yeah, I think like she has a right. Hand holding. Oh, yeah. Yes. She definitely has a right to be upset. Look, those two look like a couple who's done it. Yeah, they do. That's, that's what I'm just going to say. It's not all a right. crazy. It's all not right. a crazy it conclusion like she jumps to. Found their way to Brenda's bed. <laughs> did it <laughs> the ideal doing it spot yeah. yeah and then ended up here so yeah i told in dylan's 
I feel like Dylan's everything in the flashback shows that Dylan is being a petulant, like little baby brat. Yes. I don't think he's just like, he, Hey, what's up? Yeah. This is Brigitte. We're yeah. cool. But even before, even How before she goes to Paris, he's like, can I help you? Yeah. Get out of my face. I know. Like, he's a real Such teacher. a baby. Um, but you know, I guess we forget that that's how, that's how Dylan can be spoiled, spoiled little person that he is. So yeah, so she is very upset. She storms out and he follows after her and swears that he did not sleep with her, um, which she does not believe. And so she, uh, she storms off. And, uh, yeah, and then they didn't talk for, like, three days or something. Mm. And that was the end of that flashback. I uh, Yeah, I think she, I think she's just kind of out of there the next day, basically. Well, but then she comes back. You're right. You're right. Yes. Yeah, okay, so sorry. she doesn't yeah, leave right. right away. You're right. Um. Okay, so then next scene is the tennis match, and it's getting way oh too competitive. Gosh. Enough. By this point, I was like, do not show me another <laughs> tennis. Too Though bad. I did, like. I did like Steve's white striped tennis outfit. Oh, I don't really remember his tennis outfit. It was like it kind of looked like a like almost like a baseball, like the stripes kind of look like, you know, a baseball uniform, uh, yeah. but Yeah. It was uh yeah, he was pulling it off. So he Steve, I mean they're all but Brandon and Steve are getting very competitive, but Steve is just like smacking it at Jill on is, purpose. Yeah. yeah. And then he like does he hit her in the does he hit her in the he, face or is it the shoulder? The face. I don't think it's the face, but he does hit her. Yeah, he hits her for sure. And then he and Brandon start going at it. And that Jill is just fight. like. <laughs> the, but the fight between Steve and Brandon, it's like, I mean, they're both a little irritated. But they're just like, you shut up! I hit you! I hit you! Like, it's just, it's a huge escalation out of nowhere. And then moments later, they're like, sorry, bro, sorry, bro, sorry, yeah. bro. <laughs> Funny. Yeah, Jill, she's just, she's done. She's like, this is stupid. I'm out of here. You guys are stupid. Yeah. So at back at the beach house, Jill is, she's packing. She's leaving early. She's, yeah, she doesn't want to do with it. Uh, Brandon tries to like give her a kiss, but he's shut down and she's just like, get out of here. Like, I don't want to talk to you. Yeah. Won't really give him an explanation of why she's as upset as she is. Yeah. Yeah. Back at college, Brenda, this is where we find out that Brenda didn't get into any drama classes. Any drama classes. So yeah. they kind of say it's because she's a freshman, and so the seniors get first pick, which makes sense. But you it would does, think there but... would be some, like, freshman-level drama exactly. classes. Yes. Yeah. Also, I mean, I think you would have your classes set way before you – before, like, the first day of class. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. usually, in like, enrollment is a day. Brennan didn't get the classes she wants. I mean, usually – I'm trying to, I'm thinking back to when we were in college. It was like a month or two before the end of the semester yeah. that we were choosing yeah. our classes. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and like freshman year coming in, like long oh, yeah. before I set foot on campus, I had my schedule like locked in. So, yeah. 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 I just thought Oh, man. Do you remember that, like, sitting damn. there at like six in the morning, like ready to pick your classes? Did you do that? No. Oh man, you did it! I would, oh. I would like sit there, and as soon as it opened, I was like, "This one, this one, this one, this one." I wanted racquetball. I, don't think, I had to, uh, I had to yeah. play dirty to get racquetball. I had to fight. So. I had to fight for it. I took aerobics. That was my Ooh, uh, nice. Yeah, it was pretty fun. My teacher was like a, she was a retired aerobics instructor and had the outfits, 
and the hair. She had the hair for it. She'd be like, <laughs> you know, and that hair would just be like, gotcha, 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 gotcha. <laughs> so, yep. You and I went to the the same smallish, smaller college, yep. not as yep. big as University of Minnesota. So, yeah, yeah, racquetball was fun. All right. Anyway, um, so she's walking down the hall with a friend. Mm-hmm. And they're, like, talking about it. And then they get to her door, and the thing is on the door, meaning Darla and her boyfriend yep. are in there. The little sex dangles hanging yep. there. And uh, she's like, again? And uh, then the girl with her is just like, if you hate it so much here so much, why did you come back? <laughs> she's well, so rude. She is, but every, like, Brenda's not had a single positive conversation with anyone Mm-mm. in the Minnesota thing. So I kind of was on the side of the girl. At this point. Yeah. So then Brenda goes to the payphone to call Kelly and Donna, but she gets their voicemail, which is just like, we're awesome. You're not. (laughs) We have a beach house and you're not here. Bye. (laughs) Which makes her sad. Yeah, she's sad. Back at the beach, Jill, (laughs) a classic thing where Jill is apologizing to Brandon when I really feel like it was more Brandon's fault, but she apologizes to him. He apologizes too, but yes. just for the way she uh, flew off, you know, how she yeah. reacted to the whole thing. Yeah, she reacted strongly to it and didn't give him an explanation, I think is the gist of it. Yeah. But, you know. And she's decided she's going to stay one more night. Um, Brandon is like, look, I'm not trying to push you into anything mm-hmm. which i feel like by oh, saying right. such a thing that's I know. what you're I was, doing i was starting to think like what is a situation where you would need to inform someone <laughs> that you're not trying to push them unless you were in fact yeah trying to push a little <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh and then uh i forget what she says i forget what she says in response to that just that she wants to take things slow or uh, yeah yeah i don't know I think that's where she says she doesn't want to start anything she can't finish. Mm. I don't know. I can't remember. Uh, but then Steve walks up and also apologizes. Yeah. And, and this all is where they all forgiven. Go out, they all go out, yeah, they all go out to lunch, right? Yeah. They're like, gotta yep. buy us Steve's lunch. Steve's buying. Steve. Yep. Back at University of Minnesota, Darla is just like, man, these jeans are so tight. How is my boyfriend going to get these jeans off me? That's like yeah. all she can talk about yeah. is having sex with Dylan. Yeah. Um, Darlene knows what she wants and she goes after it. This is where uh, they have a conversation about, oh, Brenda thinks we're all way too preppy. And they're like getting yeah. ready to go to this party. Uh, and of course, Brenda doesn't want to go. Doesn't want to go. And Darlene's like. being a real brat. I've got to yeah, say. No, Brenda, she is. She never gave this a chance you know what i mean like she just got there and she was like i don't want to do this and so she just pouts the whole time she never is like i'm accepting this i'm gonna do it you i know? just she don't understand what she thought Commit was your going own to life happen. you know yeah all right what did she think was gonna happen exactly yeah she exactly. grew up here she knows how it is she knows these people she knows yeah. i don't know but uh darla has this like heart to heart where she's like stop Stop feeling sorry for yourself. Like you need to, you need to get into it. Preach, Darla. Yeah. At Kelly and Donna's house, I think I just uh, wrote. David I love. There too. I know. Well, that's why I was confused because usually I wrote David's name too, but um, uh, I wrote I love Donna's dress and I can't remember what it looked like, but I remember I, I remember. loved it. 
I don't remember either, but I'm glad. I you know what? It is. It's just Kelly. They're at their beach house, but it's just Kelly and Donna. There you go. Um, and Kelly's just like staring at the phone. And Donna's like, isn't it time for you to go crawling back to Dylan? <laughs> <laughs> um, and this is where Kelly, we see another flashback. Kelly tells Donna that she actually, to make Dylan jealous, went out with a hot bartender. Named Gaston. Yeah, Gaston. Um, who was Everyone, very good looking. He was a good looking fella. I thought so too. Yeah. I was like, I mean, I can't blame her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She was like, yeah, he was liking Beauty and the Beast, but he was no beast. Yeah. And so then she, like, comes back to the cafe and, like, rubs it in Dylan's face. And he's yeah. like, she's like, we went back to his apartment. And he's like, well, is it true what they say about French lovers? Was it good? And she just, like, slaps, slaps. him. Across Very the dramatic. Face. Very yeah. dramatic. And the thing is, she really provoked him. You know, she was oh, like. Yeah. And maybe we did it. Yeah. You know? And so when he like responds, she's like, how dare you? you know, which is funny. <laughs> it was funny that she went for the slap when she was yeah. doing everything she could to make him think they slept together. Yeah. Uh, but it turns out they did not sleep no. together. She was no. just trying to make him jealous. Yeah. Um, and Donna says, France does strange things to people, which like she would know well. Donna became a model for five yeah. seconds. Five seconds. Um. Back at the beach house, uh, Brandon and Jill have a sexy fire going, mm-hmm. and uh, Jill is telling tr- him trigger to... Trigger warning here, a little trigger warning. Yes, a little <laughs> bit of a trigger warning. Uh, Jill is like, let's go slow, and so they start kissing, and she's just like, I can't do this. And then we get a reveal that I really did not see coming, Yeah, where she tells this story about how she was attacked and raped one night in New York city. She was walking home alone and this happened to her. And I, I feel like Brandon's reaction is not big enough for someone revealing that. Well, I mean, yeah, he, I mean, he is very nice. Like he tells her like, stop, you don't need to tell me anymore. He like yeah. hugs her, but I don't know. I, I kind of feel like, yeah, I mean, it's so, it's so hard to judge. I kind of thought when he stopped her, I kind of felt like if she's, wanting to talk about this you should let her talk you know because she doesn't actually say she doesn't actually say it she says he had a knife and she had to do what he well later she does but not at this point not Not at this point yes not when brandon stops her from talking you know what i mean and Mm -hmm. i just sort of felt like maybe it would have been better while she's getting this off her chest to like let her go but yeah he kind of shuts it down in a way that's meant to be like comforting and supportive yeah but yeah, it is a it's a it's a modest reaction to it, certainly. Yeah. yeah. So so that's why she's been reacting this way to Brandon and hasn't really wanted to, you know, jump into anything too fast yeah. because she hasn't been in a relationship since this yeah. happened. Well, and it and it makes sense. I think this is actually a pretty good reveal as far as like character wise, because yeah. mm-hmm. when we first see her, remember she comes in and she sees Brandon and she's instantly like she's pulling the mace, she's like all over it yes you know? yes so she, she starts that way and every time that things get like escalated and there's yelling and stuff she's really like withdrawing so uh they they layered that in there well i think so too yeah, yeah. i mean it the way they built up to it was it all made sense i just it wasn't i wasn't really yeah. expecting it no um this reveal but no, I don't think it would. um so the scene ends with her asking brandon to just sleep in the same bed with her right and just like you know cuddle 
right. so she can feel safe yes. uh, while they sleep, which is which is you know very nice. It was a sweet, sweet it was. ending to that. Um, okay, so <laughs> this scene back in Minnesota, Brenda's asleep. Her friends all walk in like kind of drunk. Yeah. And I don't know why they all need to enter the room when she's sleeping. But then I think you answered your question with kind of drunk. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but then her friend is like, man, I know she's your friend, but like, man, she's the worst. And <laughs> like, we hate her guts. And I don't know. I can't remember everything they say, but Darla's like, like, oh, well, you know, you know, she's trying and it's it'll be fine. And she doesn't stick up for her very well. No, but she she does something. I mean, she she doesn't just like commiserate. She's yeah. like, yeah, give it time. And somebody says something like, well, if she doesn't come around, it's going to be a long year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And guess what? Guess what, Kendra? She Brenda, wasn't. She was awake. Brenda yeah. was awake. She heard it all. She heard of every course. word. Well, they weren't talking that quietly. They so. weren't. Again, drunk. But yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Back at Kelly Donna David's. I just wrote in my notes. I just wrote KDD's. Uh, they're still unpacking. Yeah. And they hear uh, Felice walk in. Navidad? She's, oh. su- <laughs> she's supposed to be gone, but for some reason... Oh, she's coming to say goodbye, I think. At one in the morning. Yeah, at one in the morning. So David hides in the shower. Mm-hmm. And then we have Felice. She's saying goodbye. And then she says she needs to use the bathroom. And then we have, you know funniness shenanigans yeah trying to keep her out of the bathroom and they're They're finally they're like we don't have toilet paper there's no toilet paper it's a dirty mess uh and yeah so she leaves and doesn't see david there uh, in the shower then everyone says good night and david just like goes into donna's room and is like here we go we're going to sleep let's have sex now (laughs) and donna's like uh get out (laughs) she's still She's still uh, not not for it, even yeah, though and, well, David, he David points like, out, like mm-hmm. you said, after we graduated, this is what yeah. we would do. You said prom night. You've been stringing me along all summer. Now we live under the same roof. Isn't that technically common law marriage? Yeah. And she's like, David, you go to your room. <laughs> yeah. Go, go to your room. <laughs> go to your room right now, mister. <laughs> yeah. And he does. So, but he's not happy about it. He's he not happy about it. Not happy. Not happy. Uh, okay, at the beach house the next morning, we see Brandon and Jill wake up uh, and, you know, have some cuddle time. And she has to leave. uh, And she wants Brandon to come visit her in New York. Well, I'm sure he will then. I'm sure he will. At Dylan's house, Kelly shows up and is like, I was an idiot. I'm so sorry. And Dylan just, like, goes in for the kiss. He's like, all is forgiven, baby. All is forgiven. I missed you, too. The fact that Kelly went for a drive with a complete stranger in another country in the middle of the night is insane. Crazy. Crazy. It's insane. Yeah. She was like, yeah, he just drove me all over the French countryside, and then I got him to take me home. And I was like, lucky you got him to take you home. That story could have ended with the French police dragging a river and finding her. I know. Uh, so yeah, all is forgiven. Del- Dil- Dylan and Kelly back together back at again. It. Better than ever. Makes you kind of wonder why we did it at all. Yeah. <laughs> yep. All right. Back in Minnesota, Brenda once again returns to find the thing hanging on the door, but this time she just yeah. busts in. 
And, and they are doing it. They are, they are in bed, it. yes. Yeah. And um, and she's like, I'm out of here. Like, yeah. this, this was sucks. a mistake. I'm done. Darla tries to suck. give her to, to stay and is like, let's just, yeah. I'm sorry. And she's like, no, no. I heard what you said last night. Goodbye. Yeah. That's a wrap on Brenda's and grand she, she talks adventure. Ab- yeah, she talks about how she wanted to prove a point that she was different, but she is different and she doesn't belong in Minnesota anymore. Blah, blah, blah. Blah, blah, blah. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, back at Kelly Dillon. No, Kelly, Donna Davids. Yes. Um, Donna and David are setting up the new CD player, which they finally get working. Mm-hmm. Then the gang shows up with pizza and... Donna, not Donna, Kelly and Dylan, oh my word, I don't know why I'm having trouble with their names today, are like making out. And Donna pulls David into the kitchen and is very worried because she told Brenda that Kelly and Dylan were broken up. Yeah. So she's like super worried, but David's like, she's all the way in Minnesota. Like, it's fine. Right. And then the last scene is Brenda in the rain getting in a taxi, Mm -hmm. leaving University of Minnesota. Goodbye, University of Minnesota. See you never. Thanks for nothing. <laughs> and that's it. Okay. All right. Uh, I liked it. I had a good time with it. I did too. This is kind of the end of our summer season, I guess. Yeah. Just got these little little two transitional episodes. Uh, did you have a 90210 snap? I guess it would have to be that scene with Jill and Brandon where they yes. have that conversation. Yes, I, using different criteria, I think I would go with the slap. Yeah, that was my second. I I think, and I could be wrong, I think that's the first slap of the series. Of many? Well, I think, but I don't remember a character being slapped in the face, do you? Mm, No. Okay. Not off the top of my head. All right, so that's both my 90210 snap and my 90210 slap. (laughs) (laughs) That's both. All right. Uh, yeah, you know what? I think it's I think it's a good episode. I do too. Uh, I I think it was a it was a good character development for quite a few. I'm excited to see the beach house. Um, I think the Kelly Dillon stuff was just kind of like, yeah, okay, yeah, you know, why? like whatever. Um, and the the Brenda Minnesota stuff. I don't know why that wasn't like six episodes or something. Yeah, two just seems like not enough. Like she didn't really even start. I think if she would have started, we could have done something, you know, like it could have actually been a worthwhile thing. But two episodes before the school year even begins, to me, just kind of feels like a waste of time. Yeah. Especially because so, we built up to it in the yes. previous season. Yeah. And even the first made episode this was all about like being in Minnesota again and everything. It just seems like for the character, if you want the character to seem like more than just sort of bratty and immature, you got to give it time and then come up with a real reason. But it's like... They never really intended to follow it through, so why? Yeah. It almost makes me wonder if these, if we were meant to have like a six episode summer season, or, mm. you know, if that was kind of in their minds that they were mapping something like that out. And then they because, had to. Yeah, and then it was like, oh, we're not it. doing that. Yeah. Yeah, because like you said, the premiere, we, we're used to the, the season premiere being in like July or yeah. something. And this was September, so. I don't know. I kind of wonder if something like that was at play, but I don't know. Interesting. I don't know. But I'm excited for the college years to truly begin. I Me think it's next too. week. I think it I is, think too. Yeah, they start classes. All right. 
Kendra, did you know that outside of the Radio Meanwhile Network, I host the All the Book Show, the official podcast and radio show of the David A. Howe Public Library? I did. Oh, okay. Well, you can find it at soundcloud.com slash all the books or wherever you get your podcasts. For the Radio Meanwhile Network, I'm the co-host of Comic Book Coffee Break, where we talk about all the comic books we've been reading. It's, it's a, a good, good time. Yeah. Oh, thank you. It's good fun. What about you? What's new with you? Um, I am the co-host of the podcast 90s Music Got Me Like, where we look at a different 90s song every week. We just talked about this week. Uh, we talked about Man, I Feel Like a Woman by Shania Twain. Yeah. And next week, we're talking about Inside Out by Eve Six. Okay. So pretty excited about that. You know, Kendra, I just realized this episode exists in sort of a temporal nexus because we're recording the day before the 2020 presidential election. We are. That's probably good to to say that, that we're recording so we're re- before. <laughs> we're recording the day before, but the episode is going to drop after. So who yeah. knows? Who knows what the uh, what the listeners are living through right now as yeah. they listen to 902 and here we go. So hope it's good. Yeah. Buck up, everybody. I, Stay <laughs> I hope strong. it's good. I hope, <laughs> hope you're being patient. In many states, you can't even open absentee ballots for seven full days. Oh, my word. That's a law in New York State, for example. So, Well, I know that uh, in my state – they're still they're supposedly still accepting mail-in ballots up to nine days yeah. after so yeah. but if you can't even begin i mean it was a record-breaking year for absentee ballots and if you can't even begin counting at least in new york for a full week then you have a whole the process of counting oh, them, yeah. you know so mm-hmm. like it's gonna be it's gonna be a while it's gonna be it's gonna a while be weeks. so i just urge caution don't jump the gun think about where you're getting your information from yeah good good advice <laughs> 9021, here we go. <laughs> oh, your face.